There are 16.1 million Americans caring for loved ones with dementia or Alzheimer's, and they are unpaid. There is no one-size-fits-all formula when it comes to these patients and their caregivers. Deciding on care can be a difficult decision. For many families, navigating this landscape is easier with organizations like The ARC in Somerville, South Carolina. Let's talk with Megan Severn, Director of Development and Communications for The ARC. First of all, just talk about what is dementia. There are actually 120 different types, um, forms, and causes under this dementia umbrella. So sometimes dementia necessarily isn't the diagnosis, it's kind of like the condition that covers these different types. And at the ARC, our main resources is to provide education, to provide support. Um, our primary goal is to kind of be there for these families as they're going through this journey because there are many stages that they are going to go through and we want to just be a resource for them and kind of help them and guide them along the way. And how long has the ARC been in existence? For 25 years, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary in January. It certainly has developed and, and grown over the years, but what we know now is not how it started. Executive Director Peg Lehmeyer is actually our co-founder of the ARC. And it all started because she was taking care of her mother along with her children. The mother was living with her. She had um, uh, Alzheimer's and related dementia. And it was after her mother had been placed in assisted living, the church kind of came to her and said, like, you know, you have gained all these, like, knowledge and resources, like, we started an outreach program to kind of help the families and guide them along this way. And over the years, it turned into more than just resources. We do, did a um, respite program that started up shortly after Peg worked with the Brookdale Foundation on getting that grant going. Um, and they offered a program one to two days a week. And she always says that they had more volunteers at that time than they had um, club participants because everybody was just so excited on this program to get going. And in the 90s, at that time, there wasn't I resources as public as you would think as to now. Um, so that was kind of her main goal was that no matter what, she wants to help these families and kind of give them these resources and opportunities that she was kind of able to find along the way. For many years, families struggled on their own to support a loved one who had dementia or Alzheimer's? There's still to this day that stigma to Alzheimer's, and that's like our biggest thing too. That like, just because you have this disease or you got the diagnosis, does not mean that you can't still go out and socialize. And that's kind of like the biggest thing with the ARC program hours is that that socialization component that these club members are a club that they are able to come together, have fun share um, different kind of laughter and activities. And I think that that's our big thing is that we want to break that stigma that 
that disease kind of holds to it at times. Some people, when they think of dementia or Alzheimer's, that they there's um, a certain sadness. And of course, there are many elements to it that are sad. You know, you don't right, want someone yeah. to be able to not remember um, parts of their lives. But at the Ark, this is a place where people are really enjoying themselves. They're enjoying the company of other people who are dealing with similar things. And so it's a very supportive community. Most definitely. And that's kind of, we want to be supportive for the care receiver, but also for the caregiver. So they're able to get that break for that less than four hours to focus on them, go to the grocery store, maybe run an errand that they haven't been able to go to or follow up on a doctor appointment while knowing their loved one is having a good time. Um, they are also able to kind of have that time for themselves as well, which is so huge because there are 16.1 million Americans that provide unpaid care for people that are living with Alzheimer's-related dementia. Megan, can you describe some of the first changes people or families might notice when someone is dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia? We do a lot of different educational classes that kind of give you the different signs between, um, and that we refer to it as ADRD for Alzheimer's disease and related dementia, and normal aging. So there are many different kind of steps to recognize as well. But we also just started an early memory loss program. And this is for people that necessarily might have been noticing that they're having um, some issues with their memory or maybe got an earlier diagnosis, but it is for anybody that wants to improve their memory. And we encourage them to come to attend because it focuses on that socialization, the mental agility, physical activity, which is so huge. Um, we say spirituality and spirituality meaning meditation and then also nutrition because those four components make such a difference and an impact on your brain health. And that's kind of that component is focusing on the brain health side. I would imagine, Megan, a lot of people um, found it particularly difficult to uh, maybe find support during the pandemic. Can you describe what the ARC was able to do during such a difficult time in the world? Yeah, I think as to many businesses and resources, we kind of hit that ground running on what we could do virtually to still be there for the families we're serving, as well as families that we might not have been able to serve and be in contact with. So we pretty much took all of our programs and turned them virtually to be that resource for them, to allow them, they are able to call, we are just a phone call, email away for our caregivers consultations. Um, all of our support groups went virtual, which we operated via Zoom, um, which I think too was great because that convenience factor, as well as we did a powerful tools for caregivers class virtually. And it was so successful that now pretty much all of our classes have been virtual 
because of that, and again, I kind of emphasize the convenience factor because they, um, the caregivers aren't trying to find maybe in-home health to come in to stay with their loved one, and they're able to operate and do these resources and educational classes from their home. And in 2020, we are actually able to train 40 caregivers through our Powerful Tools for Caregivers class, which is a six weeks evidence-based class that gives them different communication tips, techniques, reminds the caregivers too that they need to put their oxygen mask on first, as you know, on a plane and take care of yourself as well as your loved ones. Um, and we did actually 60 care um, leader trainings where 60 class leaders were able to go out and then teach this class to additional caregivers so that we're kind of planting our seeds because we're a very small organization. So with these educational classes, we are able to kind of spread our wings and able to kind of get the word out that these caregivers, it's such an amazing class for them to attend. We are trying to do as much as we can social distancing wise to kind of be there for them. We did a couple of Zoom sessions too um, with our folks that attend our program. We actually did a drive through at the art for our families so that they could kind of get out but still be safe. We did like a little luau theme and had music playing and I think it was kind of a good thing this summer to kind of let them get out and see some familiar faces. What are some other resources caregivers are able to uh, find out about through the ARC? We offer four support groups. Um, that I feel like is such a great beneficial for the support group because you are able to hear other people that are going through the same things you are going through. Um, the ARC is just kind of a listening ear during that time, but you're also able to learn about different maybe resources that other families are utilizing that you might not have heard yet. Um, we do a lot of um, caregiver consultations where that is just simply where you can call and you need maybe guidance on um, assisted living, in-home health, um, different doctor referrals or whichever. That is kind of where we are. We have such a great referral system at the ARC where we don't just recommend one resource for you. We recommend several because what might work for you might work for my family. So we want to give you options as well. And we do our educational classes, as I touched on. We actually have one coming up in June um, that will be virtual, um, as well as our social respite program. That has kind of been the start of the arc. And over the years, we've been able to expand to the educational components. But we have been able to open that back up as of late last year, which was so great. But it is a less than four hour program and it gives these family caregivers that break throughout their day and their loved ones able to get that socialization. Um, we do a lot of different activities from music therapy, we'll do stained glass window work, um, art therapy, it just kind of all to come together and have a good time at the ARC. Um, and it's a non-medical program, it is a completely social model program. Of course, the ARC also needs support and uh, these programs would not happen if not for the community coming together. And one of the big fundraisers is Dancing with the Arc Stars. Tell us about that. We are so very excited. This is our 11th year of Dancing with the Arc Stars. So we have 
six local celebrities that are going around and not only taking dance lessons. Megan, tell us um, the date and time when people can get tickets and all that good stuff. So tickets are on sale. They're at our website, the ARC, A-R-K of SC.org. There's $70 in advance, 80 at the door. Your tickets will include um, entry. We'll have an open bar, heavy hors d'oeuvres, your silent auction bid number. Um, and it is going to be on May 15th at the Low Country Conference Center in Nexton. So we have a new location this year as well that we are very excited. It's kind of going to be a new exciting year for us. Thank you so much for spending time with us and giving us this valuable information. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. We really appreciate it as well. That's it for this episode of Let's Talk. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Carolyn Murray. Let's Talk is produced by David Dixon. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe, write a review, and tell your friends about it. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye until the next time.